We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? Pretty good after that game. Uh, It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another post-game live stream slash episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. We did this a couple times to uh, end the season, doubling up on uh, post-games and our usual pod. We're we're rolling it back because why the hell not? Um, Especially since I think this is going to be a fun one tonight. My better half in the podcasting world, Jeremy Cohen. How you doing, sir? Doing great, John. Uh, we did not coordinate our shirts, but clearly we both thought to wear black for the funeral that was the Chicago Bulls today. So <laughs> kudos to us for that telepathy. Yes, uh, kudos to us for that. I'm actually I'm so I, I'm wearing the this month's uh, Ewing Tier Patreon shirt with oh, the Obi One design on it. And shout out to the designer of the shirt, um, Ernie Prada. He is uh, at Vegas. He saw he was at the game. And got Obi to sign on Obi's face on a shirt that he designed. He is the king of today, officially. Um, so yeah, that was nice. That was a fun. That was a fun game. So just for anybody watching already, uh, this is how this episode is going to go. We're going to talk about the game first. Um, talk about the weekend a little bit in terms of Knicks basketball. Jeremy obviously hasn't had a chance to comment on the last game, although I mean. I don't know if this is going to be in-depth X's and O's analysis here. Uh, and then we'll get to some other stuff, some other general uh, Knicks news that has been around over the last week. And uh, yeah, throughout it all, we'll, we'll hit up the Super Chats. So I guess we should start with the fact that the Summer League Knicks are... Hey, there, there we go. I got to retweet that. Um, the Summer League Knicks are... Are they slightly ahead of the... 
61 Yankees and like right behind the 86 Bears? Are they ahead of the 86 Bears? I don't, I, I need help here, Jeremy. Well, they're a step behind the 2022 Yankees. That much I know. But okay. They're somewhere between the 2022 Yankees and the 2022 Mets. And the Mets <laughs> are doing great. So that's no, that's no, um, you know, shot at the Mets. They're a fantastic ball club. It's just the Knicks are doing that well. <laughs> it's a great year for New York sports. You're getting the shots in early. I like it. No, it wasn't a shot. They're just they're just a worse team than the Yankees right now. That's that's statistically factually true. But uh, comparatively, though, the summer league Knicks are undefeated. The Yankees aren't. So I might have to reconsider and put them ahead of the Yankees. Very fair. Um, I would like to start. Um, help me out, Jeremy. Let's start with Grimes. Or you want to start with Sims? Grimes. Grimes. Okay. So I look, I've said it and we I think we talked about this a little bit. Um, the little snippets and drips and drabs of what you might call leaks to the New York beat. It's never by accident. We've been hearing little footsteps of Quentin Grimes, maybe coming for that starting job. Might not like the, you know, Brunson 48 starting backcourt. It was all, I think, going to be dependent, not entirely of what we saw here from Grimes in summer league, but like, I think they, I, I have to think that they are putting some stock and maybe a good deal of stock into his performance in Vegas this week through two games with the exception of one cold shooting half that he otherwise played well through two games. He has looked like a guy that is um, exactly what you want, which is too good to be out there. Um, I mean, the shooting was obviously very nice in the, in game two, and he is making plays on the ball where he's putting the ball on the floor, driving some of the passes he's made, uh, the play, the, the pass he made for to open up the second half tonight, uh, the like behind the was yeah. over the shoulder, right? It was over the yeah. shoulder to Sims. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely awesome. He's had a, a bunch of nice ones to Sims. He just looks the part. He looks the part of a guy who in the right lineup can potentially be a starting two guard in the NBA. It goes to what even Richard Jefferson was saying. Like, I, he, I mean, he made the comment of, I made the finals, and they said, hey, go back to Summer League, work on your game. That's exactly what Quentin Crime is doing. He didn't make the finals. Granted, yeah. the Knicks unfortunately. did not. Uh, unfortunately, yes. But the fact that he's there, that he's working hard, the, the buy-in for all of these players uh, is just astonishing to me. Just, But not even like the, re- like the guys who are going to be on the big league contracts, but the guys fighting for a spot in the G League, for an, a, a career in North America, whatever it might be. You might see someone who's like, well, I'm going to take the lead because uh, if I score, I get a job. And if I get a job, yeah. then that's great. But it's very much of, hey, we can be complementary pieces and we're unselfish and we play tough defense and we can hit open shots and we can force your opponents to make decisions that they just don't want to do. And no. that buy-in is at the top is Quentin Grimes. Yeah, I mean, he's the most established player on the roster and it works its way down from there and he sets a tone and obviously is more talent than the rest of the roster. But by being able to, you know, do more with the ball, I think there's often this misconception where it's like, well, yeah, Grimes is a great catch and shoot player and he is, but that he can't do much with the ball outside of that. And that's just not true. No, it's Um, not. He, he did do some, you know, he ran some pick and roll in college. It was good. It wasn't great. He was obviously better off the ball, spotting up um, in transition, a hundred percent. But, in terms of like 
being able to run pick and roll, that's something you should be working on now. And the Bulls did a good job of kind of containing him. Uh, and some of the other players on the Knicks, uh, I thought whoever, I actually don't know, but whoever's running the Strickland account made a great point by saying that. So uh, shout out to whoever that was. But yeah, being able to do those types of things and just looking the part, looking like you don't belong there for all the right reasons. It's, as you said, it's beautiful. So I'm, I'm glad that he's had three really strong halves and, um, you know, it's a shame that everyone gave up. Not everyone, but people gave up on him after <laughs> one half. Uh, and I wish people would learn to read sarcasm for my tweets. It's usually what they are. That is unfortunate. Um, yeah. And and again, I'm going to reference uh interview I did with his his longtime trainer, um, Ben Great Perkins. Kevin. Yeah. On Friday. And, you know, I, the best thing that Perk said is not something that is a secret. You just go look it up. He was the number one combo guard in the country when he was coming out of of, uh, of high school. Um not number one small forward, not number one shooting guard. He was the number one combo guard. He was looked at as a quasi point guard. So I think you're seeing some of that stuff um, continue to take shape. And I'm excited to see him in whatever capacity is next year. Um, let's go to Sims uh, because, man, I know we're not getting into the news slash news that we still haven't heard yet, but it's impossible for me to watch Sims and not immediately think of, man, I, I want to see the details on the Mitchell Robinson contract because I, I, you know, I, not that they, you never sign a player to trade him. I don't, and I don't think that's what they <laughs> go on. I'll, I'll respond in a second. Okay. No, no, I, keep going. I, I just, you know, look, Sims is not, Mitch, uh, Mitch is again. We've talked about this. Mitch is the best offensive rebounder potentially in the entire sport of basketball. Um, I think his rim protection is special in a way that like we just haven't seen from Sims yet. And those, you know, and obviously is a lob threat. And all of those things are like really, really, really big deals. And especially how the Knicks play or have played for the last two years, they're especially big deals. But just in terms of doing the things that you need a traditional like rim protecting dive man to do he kind of sims kind of checks all those boxes and he seems like he's getting better and then when you throw in the stuff that we saw tonight where he's you know he's doing stuff with the ball and granted i understand it was against the bulls i don't know who their center is god bless the man um probably not gonna be an nba player i mean he was a man amongst boys out there but still to to just see the skill level on display yeah, he's going to be a third string center for this team, which is like annoying, but at the same time, bigger picture. They haven't locked up for three years, which I think is really nice. I loved what Mark Jones said about him being a pogo stick. Oh, that was really fun. Nice <laughs> little good. comparison. Yeah. The reason I was laughing about you don't sign a player to trade them is because I had the same thought, but I was like, I'm not going to bring it up because <laughs> I don't want to necessarily float the idea of, hey, Mitchell Robinson, we just signed you, or Isaiah Hardenstein, we just signed you. Uh, one of you may not be here, but that is also yeah. the reality. I think that if you look at Mitch, right, on his last contract, very small contract, great value, tremendous value from what you're able to get from a guy yes. who's making less than $2 million every single year, no matter what the salary cap is. That's astonishing. For four years. The thing is, when you have a player on that type of contract and you're trading them, hypothetically, of course, you basically have two options. Number one, you trade them for someone making around the same money. And the value coming back is more yep. draft pick comp. Or number two, you attach them to other salary and then you trade them for something that's larger to another team. 
if you're on a large contract, though, you don't fall into either category. So Sims is in the same position that Mitch was. The only thing is Mitch got playing time and Sims will be the third string center behind two really good centers. Yes. To me, it's a very good problem to have. The question, though, is can you coexist with these three centers past this year? And that's also not an answer we have to have right now. It's just something to kind of think about in the back of your mind where like if Sims is this good, and again, summer league, but we've seen it against actual yeah, NBA competition. This is in, 23 games yeah. of the year. He was he was putting up solid numbers. He was he was growing. We saw tangible growth there. So something's got to give eventually. It's not now. We can wait for now, but it'll be very fascinating to me when that time comes, who might be the likeliest guy moving. And Sims isn't going to move the needle as a trade target. So then you kind of look upwards and um Again, not a conversation we have to have right now, but since you opened that uh, that little Pandora box, I'd love to just get my two cents in and we can yeah. move on from that. No, and just on very briefly, I'm not going to upset Andrew. I'm not going to go on a tangent. The, your point about the like the when you're making such a small amount of money, it's usually for draft pick. Well, anybody who's listening to that being like, well, no, can't you just trade them for another similar small contract? Like team guys on rookie contracts, teams either. It's like I feel like it's very two opposites. Like they either want to hang on to those guys, or they're clearly not working out. In which case, you don't want. That's not the guy you want if you're the Knicks and you're looking to trade Mitch Robinson. So, I think it's a great point about they needed to get him on this contract to make him more tradable, not less tradable. As odd as that is, um, and I mean, look, we know what the cap numbers. They're going to continue going up. I, I again, I'm curious to see the contract. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a contract that's going to be difficult to trade um, at the very least. Um, I guess we should, but maybe you want to talk about Deuce before we head up starting up super chats. Um, yeah. Cause he's the other, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any Keel's thoughts or Montero thoughts or uh, hunt thoughts? Only Keel's thought I have is that he was signed to a two way while yes. we started the podcast. So, so congrats to him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the question I have, I think uh, Ferran hunt there's we're, there are conflicting reports, whether he's a free agent or whether he's still on the two way, regardless, I think he will just, luck into the two-way spot. When we get into the other pod, I'll go a little bit more into depth as to why I believe that's the case yeah. um, salary-wise. But yeah, I, I just think that's a great signing. Glad we were able to do it. It's crazy that he's 18 years old. Not so much from like, oh my God, he's 18. This guy's the limit. But just he's a young kid who the Knicks yeah. clearly see might be able to just be a good complimentary player. And with the 42nd pick, that's that would be nice. Yeah, I like Kills. I think he's a developmental project. Um, yes. I think it's it's going to take time. You're not going to see him, I would imagine, at all this year. Uh, so putting him aside, yeah, Deuce. Like, I, I I'm going to mispronounce it. Is it the Rorschach ch- test? Is that how you pronounce that? Rorschach? The thing where it's like the ink blots. Yeah, it's a Rorschach. Okay. We've had a lot of Rorschach tests for the Knicks Shock. over the Rorschach. 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 I think so. I, now, now I'm. This is like uh, in Ted Lasso. It's like aces, 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 aces. No aces. Yeah. Jeez. Continue. Continue. You, you need more. Rorschach. Than it's Rorschach. Yeah. No R. Um, fine. Rorschach. Um, he is the current one of those tests um, for, I think, the Knicks fan base because some people see the future starting point guard of the Knicks because he defends. Um, he can <laughs> ostensibly shoot, although obviously his shooting numbers were were not very good last year um but he I, th- I think we believe he could shoot and i i think his forms seems to be okay um in summer league so far he seems to be knocking shots down he had a couple of nice long mid-rangers today um 
you know, it throws a nice lob pass. Like he does a lot of does a lot of things that you like. And on the flip side, he is a small guard that again, I I, I would have liked to see from him a little bit of what we've seen from Grimes. And this was now another game where Deuce didn't really penetrate all that much. And I I, I feel like I always used to say the same freaking thing about Frank. Like we need to see him penetrate the, the defense and he didn't do it. And like, was that the deal breaker? I, I don't know. But with Deuce, that's the last thing for me. And I feel like the, the people who are not Deuce believers, that's the thing that they're kind of clinging to because if you're a small guard that can't get into the teeth of the defense, I think it's just tougher for you to be consistently successful because you just have to hit those those outside shots at such a high level. Um, so, yeah. I think the one thing with... I know you're not making a one-to-one comparison. With Frank, at least, he d- developed in a system where he was an off-ball player. It's much more team-focused as opposed to kind of... Not so much me first, but still prior- prioritizing yourself. With Deuce, I mean, he's been a point guard pretty much his entire career. Multi-sport athlete. Like, the yep. aggressive factor to me, it's there. It's just a matter of can he can he break down the defense? And again, Chicago did a really nice job of being able to contain him a little bit, as Andrew tells us again. Yes, Roar Shack. Shack. Roar Shack test. Um, not shock. Yeah, Shaq. He said Shaq. Yes. Like Shaq like or Radio Shaq. Yeah, so the Roar Shack test. <laughs> I love you. So Andrew. and the thing with um so with Deuce though, it's it's kind of like I go back and forth, right? Because I still fervently believe that if you have Derrick Rose here, I get it. But I also feel like he's better suited for a team that has higher expectations, that has a higher ceiling, where he can kind of step aside and let the younger players go. If we're... I I know he's also going to miss time, though. So it's kind of like, if you're telling me that Deuce McBride is essentially fourth on the depth chart, I don't love that. If he's third, because... Rose has missed time. I can understand it. But then it goes to the other issues that the Knicks are juggling, right? Which is, as of right now, you've got Rose, you've got Quickly. Let's say Fournier is in the backcourt. Let's say Obi is still there because Randall hasn't moved. Then you have Cam, who's on the outside looking in. I know we've talked about where we think he might go, or, or at least that he might go. But even still, like you're, you're dealing with a bit of a logjam there. And even if you kind of like move the pieces around where you got rid of Rose and you put Cam in and you had Fournier at the two then you still have Deuce on the outside looking in. And then it's like, okay, well, is Brunson going to miss time? Is Quickly going to miss time? Um, do you have to bank on one of Grimes or Fournier to miss time? It's just there's there's a, a barrier to entry that's really high. Yeah. And I feel like if you have a guy who's on a three-year rookie deal making almost nothing, if you're going in there like two years or even a year and a half in where he's had very little NBA playing time, I don't really like that. I think that's kind of mismanaging the it's not great use of assets right it's also not saying that derrick rose doesn't deserve to be here that deuce is better it's none of that no. derrick rose is great <laughs> it's just a matter of his role here moving forward expectations where the knicks want to be do they want to be a young team with some veterans or they want to be um a team where they're relying more on the veterans well, than we might think even though well, a lot of the guys are still going to be young i think there's a distinct difference between those two won't this sort itself out at the i mean if the knicks are uh, the trade deadline comes after 50 games right or, or whereabouts more more, yeah. Okay. Let's use, okay. So let's just go to the 50 game mark. If the Knicks are 30 and 20 at the 50 game mark, just to, I mean, let's Agreed. go nuts. Yeah. 
they're not trading Derrick Rose and they're not worried about Deuce McBride's development this year. If they are 20 and 30 at the 50 game mark, well, then you're going to move Derrick Rose for whatever you can get for Derrick Rose. And I would imagine the last 30 games, you're going to get a lot of Deuce McBride. Um, the, the question, inevitably, though, they will be 23 and 27 and like, you know, a half game out of 10th or whatever. Uh, because when, when can we ever get it easy? Um, all right. I think any, anything else we should say about this game? No, right? I think we're, we're good. I think that's yeah. good. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's kick it off here. Uh, from Chad Cohen. Thank you for starting us off, Chad. Appreciate you. I loved what I saw from Sims, the footwork and some of the moves we've never seen Mitch even think about. Great stuff by Grimes, too, showing they are too good to be here and love Jeffries. Yeah, I like Jeffries, too. I thought I think he's made him a nice little showing for himself. He had he's like he's played in NBA games. He's in, you know, he's a yeah a guy. Uh, hashtag, yes. Um, hashtag five wins. I just on the Sims thing, I want to shout out a Twitter account I came across when I was looking for because I didn't screen grab the game uh, on Friday. So I, was, I had to look for clips online. Uh, hashtag or at AC underscore hoops. Uh, Aram Canuccio, I think is his name, um, had a, a great, some great clips of uh, Jericho Sims and just like little subtle stuff like footwork on the perimeter, things like that. And like, yes, that's the thing there. He does stuff that Mitch just doesn't do and probably is never going to do. So I think that's all part of the calculation for sure. That, that Euro step. Oh, my God. Oh, my just God. like the, even the mere thought of I'm going to attempt this. No, yeah, yeah. It just blew me away. Yeah, um, more of that from uh, Jericho Sims, please. Kevin, what's going on? Kevin Danishevsky. It's nice to watch a game where the Knicks go up 30 and I'm not panicking. <laughs> I'm not panicking because Randall is coming back in. There is something real with the culture. Um, man, that's a nice... There's something real with the culture. I hope so. I hope so. I... I I want to... I just... I'm Man, there's a part of me that is watching these games. I just like, get me to, get me to game one. I just want to see what it looks like. I want to see who's here for starters. And then I want to see what it looks like. On Thanks, the Brooklyn. Holding us up, leaving us in suspense. Just get Katie out. Just get you Kyrie out. And the market will free up. Yeah. You can get traded this week? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. End it already. Offer's not going to get that much better. No. It is what it is. Uh, hey, Robert Cross. Of course, Robert Cross. Best young talent in the NBA. And Tibbs is like an off-Broadway show. <laughs> Good to see you came out of the West Side Story unscathed yesterday. J-Mac, hashtag 53 wins. Yeah, we'll um, we'll save our thoughts on... who. Wait, who am I in, uh, in that? Am I the... Was it the Jets and the... It's the Jets and the Sharks. Jets and the Sharks, that's right. Yeah. I don't know who I want to be in that battle. Who? There's no winner most at the of, end. I mean, most of them die. Most of them die. So, you want to be Maria? <laughs> you could be Maria. Um, so that would work out nicely. Still really sad. Yeah, I was about happened. to say, she's miserable at the end. Her her, her true love you know, of 48 hours dies. Well, why don't you be Doc? You know, everyone goes to Doc's for, to, to pal around and hang out. You got a drugstore. Small business owner. Get tons of free candy. I think you should be Doc. Call me yeah. Doc from now on. Uh, Joseph John. Salute. Sims and Grimes are ready for camp. Uh, no rim pressure from Deuce, but better game overall. Uh, Montero Hive is dumb. <laughs> we, don't, we don't call anyone dumb on this program. I'm not sure if you knew the rules, Joseph. It's, it's not allowed. Um, Kiels is fat and slow. <laughs> Strong summer league win. Um, I think kills can use to get in better shape slightly. Is that fair? Sure. 
sure. Um, that's up to the Knicks. Help them get in better shape. I don't know what else to really say about that. Uh, in 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 the training staff, we trust. Another one from Kevin Danishevsky. Grimes is one of the more fundamentally sound players I've seen. That's a great point. Good, Kevin, you're bringing the heat tonight. I know I'm irrationally high on him. My man, you're going to look prophetic because you were you were out there unabashedly with the Clay Thompson comps a year ago or like a little bit early last season. And uh, it, it's man, he looks good. Uh, but I really think he could be an all star one day. Oh, boy. I know he wants to be an all star and he thinks he has it in him. Would it shock you? It would shock me. I'd be surprised. Yeah, you know, it's just it's harder to find all-star talent that far down the draft. Not to say it can't happen. We I, know it can. But I think f- I, to me, he's like a the best complimentary role player. And I don't mean that as in like role player, his ceiling's low. I mean, like, no, he's just an off-ball threat who can do some things on the ball and he can help you with point of attack defense, but he's not going to do the glamorous things. He's going to do more of like the let me cover up the mistakes of a lot of other guys when they make them. And um, I'll look good and you know I look good, but maybe the national media and the fans out there won't know me quite in the way that Knicks fans appreciate. Yeah, I think other than Clay, I don't think that, and I'm sure somebody in the chat will, will correct me if I'm wrong with this statement. I'm just, again, I'm going off the top of my head here. I don't know of another player specifically of that archetype that has made an all-star team, or at least in the last like 10, 15 years where there really isn't any quote unquote creation to speak of. And why has clay made it? Because he's, he's one of the best shooters of all time. And um, his shooting just changes everything that an opposing defense has to do. Can Grimes be that can Grimes be like one of the 10 greatest shooters ever? I, you know, be nice. It'd be very cool. I'd sign up for that. Um, Andrew made a comment in the chat to say Kyle Corver, but the reason for Kyle Corver was one. that it is, but the basically the entire Hawks team made the all-star team that year because of the yep. fact that they were just all really good. Yes. And uh, they were one unit as opposed to one player really standing out above the rest. And then ran into LeBron James, the Eastern Conference Finals, and the rest was history. But it's similar in that Corver's shooting was such a such a thing that opposing defenses needed to pay attention to every game. It almost, you know, it, it had that big of an effect, even though he himself was not, you know, all, all that as a player mm-hmm. um, other than the shooting. Hey, Jessica, what's going on? Jessica Elsner, my girl, what a fun game. The starting kids look great. Sims. Wow. He's amazing. Like a Viper on a pogo stick. What? I love that. Nice. Viper on a pogo stick. What does that even look like? Does the viper wrap itself around the pogo stick and just? That's how it hangs on, right? Its I, tail. I imagine so. Yeah, doesn't have hands. This is true. Otherwise, it would probably be a lizard. <laughs> Meaningless <laughs> question mark. Sure, but a very encouraging look. I. I it's not you know. And shout out. He he has so many of these. Shout out to Benji. He had a tweet. I think it was on Friday night. I don't. I don't remember exactly, but it's. It's not that you put everything into summer league, but it's another data point that you just add in to like you, you don't dismiss it completely. That's ridiculous. And at the same time, you don't watch Grimes doing this and then assume he's going to do this in NBA games. Like there's there, but there is a gray area, right? Where you can take stuff. And I'm certainly taking stuff from Sims and I'm certainly taking stuff from from Grimes without question. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And yeah, there are various data points that are 
beneficial. It's just like you have to cut through that noise first when you find the ones that work out. And I know that there are people who have who have found actual ones where this is useful and the rest is kind of junk. I'd have to remember where to find it, what it is. But yeah, it's not just like, oh, a bunch of pickup games and we can ignore it. No, there's there's a track record. You can identify strengths and areas of development with these players. Yes, well said. Uh, CT Pittman, what's going on, CT? Uh, all the all the regulars are here. All right, again, it's only summer league, but the defense is impressive. Yes, if it carries over into next season, we are going to be a problem. I, I think that goes right to the point we made to start the show about why Grimes is going to have a very, very, very real chance to win the starting job. What if Quentin Grimes just re? I love how Quentin Grimes is all about the self promotion. The uh, NBA. Twitter account just tweeted out something about Quentin Grimes and the Knicks balled their way to their second win of, of summer league and posted Grimes, the stat line Quentin Grimes retweeted it. Good. You get after it. Q. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, man, you know, we, we should all shed tears for, for Tom Thibodeau. I think, I think something that must've gotten under Tib's skin last year was just how much they were a laughing stock on D to open the season, especially would it shock you if they came out of the gate in like the first, you know, whatever, three, four, five weeks and were a top five defense. Cause it would not shock me. I, the only reason I'd be surprised is because it takes time to gel with new teammates. And so you've got Brunson and Grimes who have not shared a backcourt together. True. Figuring it out. Who knows what, you know, Randall and Obi, if Randall's still here and it's obviously then you have a front court that is comfortable, but then just kind of getting accustomed, getting acclimated and going from there. I think the defense has the potential, you know, when we're further into the season, everyone's comfortable to be top 10, no doubt about it. And could even inch to, up to top five. I mean, if you think about it, last year, they were still a top 10 defense pretty much. And it, we know what happened in the first two months of the season and then going three and 17 and over a 20 game stretch. So I'm yes. pretty confident that the defensive backbone is going to be there regardless. I just don't know if they'll start the season quite as strong, but hopefully they do. That'd be great. Although to push back a little bit, I think the book on Tibbs has always been preparation, right? And specifically in camp, like he is, he runs a, you know, as he does with everything, he runs a tight ship and I'm not saying that's going to like be, they're going to be able to just like skip right to the finish line of looking incredibly cohesive in the whole thing, but that's we'll say, yeah. I mean, let's say top 10, maybe after a month that that would certainly not surprise me. Well, if only Jalen Brunson could live with a coach that might help him, you know, get more acclimated faster. It'd be great. I, I don't know where you find one of those. Um, but that'd be cool. They should share a studio apartment, Rick and Jalen. It's like and the then, odd couple. Yeah. And then yeah. make it like MSG's like they need programming to have that be like, you know, a live stream into the Brunson's. It's called the Brunson's. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. No, no tampering going on here. Uh, Lunas Emirat. What's going on, Lunas? Grimes don't need to play another minute of summer league. I, I have a thought on that in a second. Um, locked in starting two, in my opinion, man. And Pat Williams isn't good enough to skip summer league for the Bulls. Also, your gift killed me last night. <laughs> I've never used that gift before, but it felt it felt appropriate to do great so. Great gift from a great show. Great uh, show. There you go. Yeah. Um, Pat Williams isn't good enough to get summer league for the Bulls. That's an interesting thought. I don't. You might be right. I don't. I don't know. I are there? 
Is he still hurt or, or at least recovering? I know he was well, I playing. Know, I, I think he was. So, I think he's fine. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he isn't. But regardless, like third year players who are like looked at as like starters on their teams. I don't think the only guy I could remember is, is um, Jared Allen in. I'm fairly certain that was his third. Yeah, it was Zion and, and Zion's rookie year. That would have been um, Allen's third year I think if I'm wrong I apologize but like I remember that was like the talk of summer league is like this guy doesn't need to be out there he just wanted to get out there and get the reps but you know Pat Williams probably used some reps as for Grimes did they sat quickly at the end of summer league last year right believe so but that was before they had championship rings that were available oh just saying just a thought I don't know if the Knicks really care about it, but I think there'd be something kind of fun to know, like, hey, our summer, summer league, league team champions? has something that actually, yeah, I mean, there was, there's always been a championship, or there, yeah. there has been a championship, but now there's hardware for it. There is so, hardware. So, I don't know. The, the thought. The sentiment is correct. He does not need to be out there. I wonder if he wants to get out there because he's getting live game reps at a at a particular skill that he has spent the summer working on and he is going to continue spending the rest of the summer working on, which is again, just like he's, he's been essentially the point guard out there whenever he's played. So like, that is not, that is not something he has done in games. This isn't just him. If he was going out there and he was just firing away from deep and that was it, then <laughs> it's just asking the chat. Do we hang a banner too? Yes. Sure. They should actually, they, they should hang an actual banner mm-hmm. in somewhere and whether it's in Tarrytown or, but it or should that. say, 2022 champions and the summer league font is like this tiny. So you can't actually figure it out. So when people look up, they're like, well, the next one, a championship and like, yeah, but it was summer league. It's like, I can't even see the summer league part. I said, Oh, well, and champions. The, the one thing too, with Grimes as well, the last time we saw him and I mean, really saw him the way that we're seeing him, not even now, because this is obviously different, but it was when he got hurt in Miami or in New yes. York against Miami. And yeah. then he just was not himself when he came back. And I think that there's a huge confidence boost in knowing, yeah, I'm I'm healthy. I'm back to the player that I know I can be, that I was, and only improving and getting better from there. So that could also be a reason why he's there. And again, he doesn't need to be there. Hopefully he keeps playing because I really enjoy watching him. It's it's crazy that he had like if you think if you just look back at his season last year, he had this first start in which he set the Knicks record for most points, or I think yeah, the Knicks record for most points uh, by a rookie in their first start with 27. And I think he went seven for whatever from deep literally gets COVID like that day or the next he test positive that yeah. day or the next day misses two weeks. And then from that point, when he came back from that point until the all-star break, he led all rookies in threes by, by a lot. He had 38 threes and the next best next highest rookie had like 31. And then first game after the, the break, he had, suffers the injury in Miami and that's for all intents purposes, the end of his season. He had about a snake bit in the season as you could possibly have, and yet still did a lot of impressive things. And now here he is now. So, yeah, good stuff. Dom, what's going on, Dom? Uh, and Dom, I just want to say publicly thank you, thank you for um, one, the generous super chat, but two, your your sentiments offline. I appreciate it. Uh, way to put the foot, the foot on their neck and not let go. Maybe the varsity squad can take a page out of their book. Are you guys planning a non-Patreon town hall this summer? Kind of like the green room last year. That's a great question. Um, you know, well, let's we'll get back to it. We we are always kicking around ideas. We're always looking to make the product better. Um, at some point, I'm sure 
maybe between now and the season, maybe as a way to kick off next season before next season or something like that, we could figure out a way to do something um, that is town hall esque. Um, so stay tuned, I guess would be the, the best way to say it. But yeah, I would love it if the varsity um, took a page from this. I see no reason why. I mean, again, we're talking about the varsity. Who are we really talking about here? Come on, one guy. Well, t- everybody two. thinks. Who's the other guy? Well, Fournier, I figured. I know, I know Randall's obviously. 48 tries? Know. He's just. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. He's just uh, not a gifted sure. defender. Right. But yes. Anyways, go on. Continue. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's all. Like, that's the thing, right? Is, is like, we're not, like, trust me. Again, we've, we've seen so many Nick teams of so many years not give a shit, but like, this, uh, this isn't one of those teams. We know these guys. I think they're going to be motivated to start this year. And a lot of guys should have a lot of chips on their shoulders. Ba- bags of Tostitos on their shoulders. And they all share a very similar mentality. I shouldn't say all. Most, Most the vast majority share a very similar mentality where they, they visibly care about the team first dynamic. So I think the Knicks specifically find players who have the skill set and the mindset to come together and do that. For, and those who are on the outside looking in, then maybe your time will soon come to improve on that or you will be shown the door at a convenient time for all parties <laughs> or just one party. The next <laughs> at a convenient time for all parties. You're the diplomat. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The sun's out, bums are out, but hopefully your pubes are not out. 
Also, flip-flop season is upon us and you're out there with those post-pandemic toenails? No worries. Our friends at Manscaped have you covered. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package and their Shears 2.0 nail grooming kit. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL. Look, guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the most accurate when it comes to manicuring down there. For me, it's always felt like a game of real life operation. I always end up reenacting that scene from Something About Mary. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features advanced skin safe technology to reduce grooming accidents. You don't want any ingrown hairs or snags on your boys before beach season. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, an on off travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4k led spotlight on and off so if the power grid goes out in texas again you can use your lawnmower 4.0 to illuminate the way with this led spotlight this trimmer is also waterproof so you can trim in the shower and not worry about your cleanup on aisle d the performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker you can chop up the worst weeds up top in your nose and ears the weed whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive little nostrils of yours. Use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to keep you and your game in the heat. Manscaped even threw two free gifts in their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Lastly, the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slash tip tweezers, round pointed scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. You're probably wearing flip-flops and people don't want to see those nasty unclipped toes of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Film school at manscaped.com. Tame that summer swamp in your pants with Manscaped. Anthony Six, though. How about that play where Sims put the ball on the four, spun and finished? Um, I love the play. I there were there were a couple times you put the ball on the floor. I think you're talking about the one early on in the game where like the footwork wasn't perfect, but he got the job done. A for know? effort, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it was good. And I, I'm impressed with the footwork and also just the fact that he has that little jump hook kind of thing in his in his bag, um, like baby hook shot, whatever you want to say. Uh, Andrew, get that uh, one back up because I, I missed the, the rest of it. Um, I love seeing uh, us use these games to figure things out. Hashtag Summer League chip is ours. I hope so. That'd be so good. Man. Wouldn't it be cool to win the Summer League? Can yeah, it would be. The problem is that there'd be so many people clowning the Knicks to be like, oh, wow, yeah, it's the only be- championship you'll ever... Yeah. And it's just like, can we just enjoy the fact that the younger players hypothetically did something? I say hypothetically because obviously it has not happened yet. Like, that would be nice. Just, it'd be nice. So, uh, you know, I want to win it. I want the Knicks to win it. But, man, just people could be so ruthless. It's like, all right. Whatever. I mean, I think the moral of the story is people will clown the Knicks when there's an opportunity to clown the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Knicks could win an actual NBA championship this year and people would still find a way to do it. That's whatever. I'll be too drunk to care if that were to happen. The Knicks won a championship this year. I got her. What do I do? I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I but couldn't wait. even imagine it. No, I'd probably wind up in the hospital. 
I, I definitely wind up in the hospital. A hundred percent. Next up, uh, Robert Cross back for more cutlets. I think that's you. Mm, yes. Cold blooded cap. Oh my God. This is a lot of alliteration, Robert. I appreciate it. This is why Robert's the best. Cutlets, cold blooded capologist calculations cannot curtail my enthusiasm for the kids. Do you not have a heart, Captain Kickball? Hashtag 53 wins. I'm, I'm just throwing that one to you. I don't. I do not have a heart, but I do have the heart to tell you that I don't care. I don't care, Robert. There's a calculator where the where the heart should be. Mm-hmm. I, but listen, credit credit to credit to Robert because he I think vocalizes a real sentiment within the, the fan base. And if I was to if I was to put my finger on one legitimate point of tension, is is like there are I think some fans who's like we overrate our kids because they're our kids. And we haven't had a like a quote unquote young core, not even a quote unquote, just any young core to speak of. In, I mean, really, if you want to get technically, you got to go back even past the nineties because like they they brought in vets and whatever. And then there are people who were like, no, they haven't shown it yet, but there is something there. There is something there with Obi. There is something there with Quickly. There is something there with Grimes. There is some obviously something there with the RJ. And it's just like waiting to see if they could unearth all of this and like how often in an NBA team do all of the young players coalesce and, and, and raise their ceilings in real time, like at once it's incredibly rare. It does not happen often. Can they do it? Yeah, I think they could do it. I just, you know, we gotta see it. Yeah. I just punch back at Robert because I know he enjoys it. I share Bridled optimism. He shares bridled optimism. He is. But you know what Robert needs in his life? Robert needs a little kickball in his life. I would agree. A good way to get the the juices pumping, blood flowing. Yeah. Uh, Al Diddy, what's going on, Al? You deserve that beer, Macri. (laughs) Why why would I deserve that beer? I don't know. (laughs) Whatever could you be referring to? Robert Cross. We'll, we'll get to that stuff, I promise. Shortly. Uh, Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. Of course, Robert. McBride and Sims need to be in the rotation. Do we consolidate the roster further before opening night? This is a good question. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, I think they will consolidate the roster before opening night. I. Who boy. Let's... So they can't trade Mitch. So that Sims is not going to be in the rotation. I was going to say, <laughs> there's no consolidation available yeah. for Sims unless you're playing a 4-5 and yeah. Sims is sharing the court with one of Mitch and Harden. There, there is a 0% chance, b- barring injury, that Jericho Sims is in the rotation yes. opening night. The McBride thing, at least, like, how would you rank the likelihood of... Tra- so, because right now, I think there are three players on the roster that could be traded before opening night. Cam, Fournier, and Rose, right? And, and mm-hmm. did I miss anybody? Well, Randall. Potentially. Potentially. How would you rank the likelihood of who gets of like most likely to get traded to least likely to get traded? I I'll go I'll go Cam one. I'll go Cam one, Fournier. Yeah, Fournier would have been traded already. I'll go Cam one, then a giant ocean, and then a chasm, and then another ocean. Then Fournier, then Randall, then Rose. 
Are we saying likelihood it happens or that likelihood Nick, it happens. Nick's priorities? Okay. Yeah. Then in terms of likelihood it happens, I'll go Cam. You're thinking about going Randall before 40. I am. And I think I, I'm going to go I, Randall. I could, I, you know what? I yeah. Could, that's six and one half dozen the other for me. Uh, Randall Rose Fournier. Really? In terms of well, just listen. I mean, with with it's with Rose, you're getting someone who has a team friendlier contract, and with Randall, you're getting the best of the four in terms of the likelihood. And you could talk about the fit and all these things. I mean, yes, I, I think Cam is head and shoulders as a trade possibility because uh, you know when someone shows you who they are, believe them. The Knicks have demonstrated the ability of trying to move Cam Reddish. Um, I just I I just think that's where their mind is at. But in terms of, yeah, I mean, you go to Randall and you could argue spacing and everything with Obi and Brunson and, and yeah. all that. Uh, then you go to Rose and how, yeah, you could get Deuce into the rotation that way. But also, are you going to find a trade candidate that works out? And then finally, it's Fournier, who I'm sure they would like to move, but it's a little challenging to do so. I mean, granted, you shouldn't trade Cam because you can't trade Fournier, but also at the same time, you can get a good thing back for Cam yeah. and you can't move Fournier, then your hands are admittedly tied. Is that something you like put your, a box you put yourself into if you're in New York? Of course it is. But then we'd have to judge what the return for uh, Cam Reddish should be and all that stuff. So I, I just want to be clear about something because a couple people I see in the in the regular chat um, are like, "Why do you think Cam's likely to be traded? Like, what's your beef with Cam?" I, I don't have any issue with Cam. I think Cam yeah. is a kid that needs time and needs like opportunity, probably on a team, actually almost certainly on a team that is not prioritizing winning first and foremost to turn into the player that he certainly thinks he can become. Because again, we don't have to go far to know what he thinks he can become because he told us in his introductory press conference for the Knicks I I am I think I am a star I think I will be a star he, that's his words on the Knicks right now that role that is not something that can can happen um barring I, I don't even know what would have to happen so I think the Knicks look at the situation as this is this is a player that does not fit what we need right now and we'll look to get value for him I hope I'm wrong and I to be again very clear Nothing would be more impressive to me from an organizational standpoint than if they made moves to open up a rotation spot for Cam and was like, you know what? We know where we're at right now. We know how far away we are. We're going to give the kid 20, 25 minutes a night to go explore what he could be. I would love that. I just don't think it's going to happen. That's my only thing. Yeah. And I'm sure that some people are listening to this and thinking like, well, shouldn't that be what the Knicks are? Right. Because it's a team of young talent and you're trying to, you're, you are trying to win. And like, yeah, you could still develop Cam and try to win. To me, it's more that I don't even know where the minutes people want Cam to play is going to materialize. Barring well, they're not here, because right, yeah. that, and that's yeah. that's the bigger thing. It's it's more that if Cam is not going to have the largest role because he's not going to play the four, and if Randall's here, he's definitely not going to play the four because Obi's going to be the four. So you've got him at the three, and you're not going to shift RJ to the two and then play Cam a lot at the three because I just don't see that happening. It seems that the Knicks are very comfortable with RJ playing the three. Yeah. So if RJ's playing thirty four minutes a night. Like Cam Reddish should not be playing 14 minutes a night. He should be getting much more time than that. And it's not really afforded to him here, which is why, of course, I think the Knicks then go back to the thought process of they didn't love the fact that the Hornets trade. They just wanted something better than that pick. And they turn it into Cam with the hopes of turning into a an asset similar in value to Cam that's better than the Hornets pick. 
it's just not going to materialize here is my is I, so, yeah. so yeah i think we we share the similar sentiments sentiments with slightly different c- conclusions but we also agree on each side so very fair okay um couple more super chats and we'll um yes dom cappuccini what's going on again dom i would love to see mcbride live at the rim more often but when his pull-up j is working um with your uh what the hell but what the oh what the hell see this is how offline i am it's okay I yeah, I got gotcha. you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I think the pull-up J is something great to have in your bag. It's just there are so few players in the league who are proficient enough at that shot to make it the predominant part of their diet. And unless you're getting to the rim or drawing fouls, I think like that's the thing about Quickly's development towards the end of the last year that was so impressive. Like, it's not that he was getting to the rim a ton, but he was getting drawing so many fouls when he penetrated the defense which is a skill in its own right. And that's not something Grimes or um, excuse me, Deuce really does either. So, you know, that's why I'm, I'm just wondering what about the, the ceiling. Uh, your newsletter was very timely, John, with the, with point guard Grimes. Yeah. I love, I love watching. I'm so excited about Grimes. I, I can hardly contain myself. I'll just say that. I'll say in terms of uh, point guards with really strong pull-up games, Jalen Brunson. From mid-range, butter. But the thing that Brunson does at a ridiculous level, especially considering how he's around the same height, maybe a tiny bit shorter than Deuce McBride, is he drives more than Deuce does. And Deuce needs to just continue being aggressive and going downhill. And I can't see... You know, He learned from Derrick Rose last year. He's got Jalen Brunson on the roster. He might still have Derrick Rose here too. So um, he just needs to grow in the opportunities that are available to him. And again, like... It's a small sample size, but Deuce for last year was, you know, he did not shoot it well. And Jalen Brunson, part of the reason why they gave him the contract they did is he was literally the best shooting um, guard in the league from two point range. Mm-hmm. There's nobody better qualified guard who, uh, you know, qualified for the minutes leaderboards and everything. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky with another one. Best summer league Knicks team ever. And why is it this one? Trying to think what else would be in contention. Last year's team. Last year was pretty was good. Fun, at least. I, they didn't win as much as I would have hoped, but then they also didn't have OB and IQ playing later. So I think last year's was better. I mean, last year's did also have Grimes and Deuce and the rookies. Sims, right. But like it had those three and yeah. IQ and OB. But I'll take this one since it's undefeated right now. Maybe this is the best like summer league team, a capital T team, as opposed to the component parts. Because that the thing about last year's team is that, well, this team's a little thin too. I can't believe we're analyzing summer league roster. Let's move on, please. Oh, poor Kevin Knox. Kevin didn't Kevin Knox not even play because he had COVID last year? Oh, that's right. He was going to yeah. play, and then he got knocked. Uh, Andrew said, "Poor Kevin Knox." Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, he didn't get to play. But it's pretty cool that last year, five, I mean, one third of this year's likely team was on the summer league roster last year. It's fun. Oh, the 2018 Um, team. We don't need to see Zion Williams stripping Kevin Knox and having Kevin's soul leave his body. And then an earthquake. I I was coming afterwards. 40 feet away from that when that happened. And my goodness, it was not fun. Um, Dom Cappuccini with another one. Thank you so much, Dom. We appreciate you, man, tonight. All right. (laughs) No, he's saying that was 2019. Get out of here. Just, just go. I know it's, I know it's summer league, but the way Grimes gets into it, 
I don't know how Tibbs doesn't start him after watching him work. I, I'm very comfortable predicting that Grimes will start at the two. I, here, here's why I think also the front office is leaking this to Begley or to anyone uh, as a result of putting pressure on it. If Fournier starts and the defense is abysmal, then they're going to say, hey, the Knicks basically signed someone in 20... The, the best free agent signing that they had, or the biggest free agent signing, because I don't count the Randall extensions in that case, uh, in 2021 and then in 2022. And neither of them can play defense and they don't complement each other. And what are they doing? And it's just a disaster. Whereas you completely change the narrative of, well, you got Jalen Brunson and you also have Quentin Grimes, who's a younger guard, but he's more defensive minded. It's the expectations are lower and you can. I'm not saying you can fail, but if things go wrong, you can sell it more easily than, well, uh, the backcourt of Brunson and Fournier is just absolutely getting destroyed. Can't defend to save their lives. That's a problem. I just, there's something to be said for all parties involved for why Grimes, in my opinion, should be starting ahead of Fournier. Um, I think they want to do it. I think they really want to do it. And it's a matter of I mean, I, I would imagine they have to sell Fournier on it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, unless they say to Fournier, we can't trade you and you don't compliment Brunson the way we want you to. And we that's tried another to get reason rid of you. why <laughs> it's no, not working. They could, they could go to and be like, listen, you're a valuable part of the team, but the yeah. team is different from when we signed you. Your, your checks are still clearing. Yeah. That, and that's, again, another reason why Grimes is still here. He's showing I can be a productive player and not just off the bench. I can be a starter. Start yeah. me. So, and if he does that, that's a nice get by the front office. 25th mm-hmm. pick. Um, I-95 Bully, what's going on? Newest Patreon member. Hey, welcome. Thank you. To the, congrats. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for thank you to all of our patrons and everybody watching. Um, over 500 strong here. Uh, over 200 likes. Really appreciate all of this, guys. Hit that damn like button. Summer League aside, there's no way of Cam starting on this team, right? Um, I think he's going to be traded sooner or later. Would Evan be okay off the bench? What would we just... Oddly enough, talk about that. Um, man, I I would be shocked if Cam was starting. And, j- you know, to, to just hone in on it a little bit more, like Cam had great moments last year. He had really, really good moments. He had moments that were very impressive. And then he had moments that were less impressive on both ends of the court. And... I don't think it's just a Tibbs thing. I think if you look for most at, at most NBA coaches and uh, Jeremy, you'll I'm sure could push back on this if, if you feel it's appropriate. If I, I, you know, cause God knows I'm, I'm the apologist for, for this man. I, I think most coaches will, will, would prefer consistency. And like, I know what I'm going to get from this guy tonight, as opposed to the, the opposite of that, which is more highs are high. The lows are low. And it makes it tough to game plan. That that's why I, I I don't think it's a Tibbs thing. I think it's an organizational thing. As an organization, you have to be comfortable investing time and energy and whatever into guys who you know are going to struggle, like the Thunder have done for a couple of years. And like, you know, I'm trying to you know, the Rockets did last year. Like that that's an organizational decision. That's not a you know, a a coaching decision. And that's how I see it at least. I I, I don't know. Are you saying primarily with Grimes or just Generally speaking, I'm saying with Cam. Oh, I'm sorry, with Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, there has to be a certain level of patience 
hundred percent. But then if you're entering year four, like you should you should have an idea of what your of who you are or what your role is and go from there. And Cam wants to be more than what the role the Knicks can provide is. That's fair. I, like if I'm Cam, I would bet on myself too. But, it's just a question of when you buy in and how that works. But yeah. But hold on. It's it's not about him wanting more because every player in the I, I who said this? Some someone came on the pod and said this. Every player wants more usage, right? Every player mm-hmm. wants to be a 25 usage guy. Everybody at one point in time was the best player on their team. It's not about wanting the more. It's about in lieu of getting that, what are you bringing to the table right now? And I, who knows, maybe Cam went home and worked on his game all summer long and he is going to come back next year and he's going to be one of the next most consistent defenders on off ball, consistent shooter, consistent decision, like all the weak spots that he had. If that's the case, that's a different conversation. But right now, Cam is far closer to a ball of clay that we're, could theoretically be something amazing than he is to either that amazing thing or what I think we're going to see with Grimes, which is like, again, we know what we're getting every night with this guy. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest tell with Cam is the fact that he's at Summer League. And I don't mean that as like, oh, he's not playing. It's that Summer League is pretty much the time where the NBA and the teams and officials, all these people gather around and they have conversations and they chat about ways they can go and directions they can move in. And it is the perfect opportunity if you are looking to move a player to have that player meet with other teams, which happens it really is. Yeah. constantly. It, it, it just isn't reported a lot. But where these players meet with teams so the teams have more intel, they can understand what the buy-in is. You know, they, they want to go to a guy like... Chris Herring in his in blood in the, in the garden talked about this where like the Knicks met with Latrell Sprewell when he was clearly on his way out of Golden State and they just wanted to get an understanding of where his head was at like you don't have to get to that point and that was a very bad situation in order to talk to a player so to me it's just kind of like yeah he's there to show and you could like but then where's the fine line right could you say that about Obi and IQ no I don't think so I think that it's very clear that the Knicks prioritize them then there's the question of Randall. And I think you could honestly see it either way where he's taking meetings and talking with people, or maybe he's just there to support his guys. Maybe it's both. The point being with Cam, it's just like, yes, there is the buy-in. There is like, can you be a supporting player? And that's just not, as we mentioned, it's not going to happen. Well, we'll see. Listen, yeah. this is this is our opinion. We could be wrong. God sure. knows we've been wrong in the past. I want to mention one thing though about Grimes and Fournier, because this thought dawned on me as we were talking about it. And then I, I looped back. So, Fournier played 30 minutes last, well, 29 and a half, but let's call it 30 minutes last year. Um, he played 30 minutes the year before, 31 and a half, 31 and a half, 32.2, 32.9. Point is, for the last seven, eight seasons, he's been playing over 28 minutes per game, at least. The idea that he and Grimes are going to switch roles and minutes like a light switch to me is not going to be an accurate one. Like, Grimes had 17 and a half minutes last year. He's not going to suddenly be a 30 minute guy, 28 minute guy. He will see more time. But I think if anything, what you're probably going to see from Tibbs at first is, okay, we'll get Grimes in there to start along Brunson, but we are still going to see some Brunson 48 minutes. It's just how we retooled the roster and the, the, you know, rotations and everything from there that changes because 40 is not going to like suddenly find himself playing 20 minutes a game, I would gather that it's probably close to 25, 27. It's just like, he's still making $18 million. They're not going to leave him in a spot up role where he does absolutely nothing on the offensive end. And then he just 
does his rotations with the bench and leaves. Like, there's going to be more time for him there. It's just a matter of how long he will be playing. And I think it's got to be somewhere closer to what did I just say? 25, 27, 28. Yeah. So that's fair. Okay. Uh, next up, we got a couple more super chats. This one from Trish D. What's the roster spot situation now? Can they take Jeffries and hunt? Um, that's a good question. Their roster right now is at, let's see, we have the rotation set. We have Sims. We have Deuce. We have Cam. That's 13. Uh, so just, I'll just rattle it off. Randall, Fournier, Rose, Barrett, Reddish, Toppin, Quickly, Grimes, Robinson, Sims, McBride, and Brunson. So that's 12. Did I forget anyone? Did you say Cam? I did say Cam. I think that I think I'm pretty sure they're at 13 because they're at the regular. We have their 10 man rotation, and then behind that is Deuce, Cam, and and Sims. Then yeah. Oh, I forgot Hardenstein. That's right. So there yes, you you're right. Okay. Yep. And that's, so we're 13. So that's their max, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's the rotation. Good question. Uh, Hush Zoo. I hope this is just a slow start for Kiels, and he's starting start showing something because I haven't seen anything too impressive about him yet. I think it's a long-term play for them. I, I don't. I would not expect to see much from Kills this year, whether it's summer league or in the regular team. And just on the the point before about like players, you have to surround Brunson with. Um, the the top heavy minute two man lineup for the Mavs with Brunson in it last year was with Reggie Bullock. They had a plus seven point seven um, net rating, good offense, good defense. And the one after that was with Dorian Finney-Smith. So again, putting this guy around with two, you know, solid defenders was key. And when both of those guys shared the floor, Brunson, Finney-Smith, and with Brunson last year in Dallas, it was plus eleven point one in eight hundred and sixty-eight minutes. And I, I would have to look on cleaning the glass for how many of those minutes were without Doncic. Um, but I, like, I think Brunson with. Two good wing defenders generally is going to produce good results. So that's a that's another another notch in the starting Grimes, you know, belt. Pastor Claudio's Obi Hive. Shout out to Pastor Claudio. Great party yesterday. Thank you for having us. It was great. Second, third best fives in the NBA behind Sims. Um that's a great question. He is is he the best center in the NBA? What do you think? Andrew? Is Jericho Sims the best center in the NBA? Yes, that is the question. Of all time? Uh, we could have that. Are we ready to have that conversation? So the conversation is what? Kareem, Sims, Russell. Although we got to go with era, right? And Sims would dominate. Era, I think it's era specific. Yeah. Can you imagine? Just for no seriousness. Oh, but alien like Jericho Sims just jumped out the gym when you got like Don Nelson shooting from his knees. And it's like, how did he block that? Oh, because he put his arms up, you know? But like Jericho Sims in, in whatever, like Wilt scored the hundred. What was that 19? I don't know. Is it 60, 61, 59? It, yeah. it was a long time ago. What would Jericho Sims have done in that in that era? I don't know. You tell us. You're. I, I was gonna know. make an old joke that you were there, but that's, I'm, that's, I'm feeling nice today. I so. Appreciate that. So you would have kept him under uh, triple digits. That's for sure. Yeah, you would have. Mm-hmm. Would have Euro stepped his ass. 
Yeah, so hard. Um, I'm jumping on to do a quick reset. We are approaching hour number two of this live stream. Um, thank you to everybody for being with us. We're still close to just around 500 in the chat. Um, after a meaningless summer league game, although to some of us it might not be. It's not meaningless. We get to, we might win a championship. Banners, baby. Um, I, I just as a pro the producer of this show want to open the floor a bit if we want to. Um, I will echo what you said about Pastor Claudio's Obi-Fied, uh, Obi-Hive. Um, Obi-Hive. Obi-Hive. Obi Apologies. You came to Pastor Claudio's Obi-Hive yesterday. And uh, uh, thank you to my parents for an, a lovely engagement party. Jeremy was intended to be there as a, another groomsman, but obviously you couldn't make the trip because of some personal stuff that came up. And John, apparently some stuff happened while we were ignoring the internet yesterday. Uh, would you like to uh, have the floor here? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll comment briefly on it. Um, I, the most important thing I want to say uh, to, to anyone out there watching uh, or not watching, here's this later, because I think the show gets clipped now, who thinks that, you know, I... I said disparaging things about them or their extended family, maybe some distant cousins, long lost relatives. Um, I would like to apolo profusely apologize. Um, no, and a serious, like it's sports talk. Like it shouldn't get, it shouldn't get like too harsh or too personal. And the way that I phrased my criticism of the whole Durin criticism was, it was, it was too far. And if you were in any way offended by that, that's totally my bad. Um, because look, again, we 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 watch this stuff to have fun. It's supposed to be fun. Talking about it is supposed to be fun. Uh, so when it gets to a place where, you know, it's not fun, then that's like, what are we doing here? You know, and it's 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 a it's a waste of time. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I eh. I have some other thoughts, but like I, I think that's uh, I could just leave it at that. I just the simplification also is like, and I'll, I'll just say this, and our Jeremy will echo this: the the idea that you go looking for this, like that you you go looking for specific things to comment on, is just like I was talking to somebody last night about who you may have been referencing because everybody thought it was them. It has to be about me. Well, the funniest part is the. the First of all, it wasn't like I had, I, as I do, I scroll my Twitter for my five minutes a day and I saw a bunch of people that I do pay attention to what they say, very upset about this general idea of this like Durin take. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, that I understand why these people are upset. I, I'm upset about that too. Um, but there, there was a tweet I had in mind and it was not from. Any of the people, any of the people that reacted on Nick's Twitter, I, I'm pretty sure we've discussed who <laughs> yeah, you were no. reacting to, and it was. Yeah, just we can like, just leave it at that. Not anybody that got vocally offended by this, which is the no. funniest part about it. Um, well, yeah, this this is sports. This is supposed to be fun, but as John mentioned, at the end of the day, also none of this matters. We're here to entertain, and like it matters to us, and we're passionate about it. But I don't. I, I, I was kind of glad that it was like 930 last night when I noticed any of it. So I, I will. I mean, I will say one other thing. And, and I, look, I'm the luckiest guy. I've said this before. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I, I've somehow landed ass backwards through 
no doing of mine into my dream job, which is I get to talk about the Knicks and like write about the Knicks and like it's great. I'm a fucking 39 year old man with a wife and kids. Their opinion is the only pe- per- opinion I care about. In addition to the people that consume the content that we produce and you know whatever I write. So like I'm very lucky in the fact that like someone could go say whatever they want about me on the internet and like I don't really give a shit. But that's not the case for everybody. And it's, you know, the reality is we live in a society now with the way social media is digested and consumed and the whole thing where the wrong thing gets out there and someone's career could be over, you know, and and it's like. I do think it's an it's an interesting discussion, not one I really care to have with the person who probably needs to have that conversation had with them. But um, there is a responsibility here because like you're talking about a situation where a the the alleged thing like what it wasn't even directed at the person and then to attribute um, meaning behind the thing on top of what was actually said. It's like it's it's a little bit much. And I feel bad for people who are trying to come up in this industry and you just like, I, I mean, it's just, it's landmines left and right. When you're, just, again, like you said, you're just trying to talk about sports. Yeah. You know, so Je- that's, the, that's the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll add. Jeremy, you were referenced to, I'll, I'll give you the floor now. Any comments? Uh, well, first and foremost, John, I'd, I'd like an apology. I know that I didn't tweet about Jalen Duran. I know that I don't I know you make my it. money uh, trying to be... Um, creating content first and foremost i heard you were uh, I know, and i know that you course. didn't even yeah that, well oh apparently but uh here's what i do want to say because <laughs> i was watching all of this going on live which i uh wouldn't have if i were able to have made the barbecue uh-huh. so uh shout out to the claudio family good job by you having a great event no but instead i just went that would have that would have awesome. got you away from the discourse too, it would have it would have but it's okay so uh here's the thing because the focus has shifted to John and then to Nick's film school, I wanted to say something and I didn't really want to do it on Twitter because, um, you know, I mean, look, things get clipped here and the context gets completely thrown out the window and people then try to make it about um, throwing shade at other people. And I don't like that. I don't think it's appropriate. And it just creates drama that does not need to exist. But again, because it's the attention is now being focused on you, John, and on Nick's film school. I want to keep it strictly on John and Nick's film <laughs> school. So here's 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 the thing. Um, okay. I know for a fact that after John does podcasts and interviews, he then writes newsletters until two to three in the morning. Sometimes it could be later. Sometimes, if he's lucky, he finishes earlier. And I know that he has an incredible family behind him uh, with his wife who takes care of his kids while John provides content and while people who with their own free will, are generous enough to compensate John for the newsletter, to compensate us in other ways, for financially, of course, for uh, whatever content that they desire. And we are so appreciative of that. Incredibly so. Um, and then, you know, just the personal attacks to see that were dis- disappointing on so many levels, just as a, as a friend of yours, John, as, a, as your co-host, as just a person. I really did not like it. Um, so that that got me annoyed. And then I thought as well of Andrew. How uh, Andrew, you know, like he works all hours. There are times where Andrew Literally. should be 
asleep because I'm fast asleep and I wake up to a text at like 3.44 in the morning and I'm like, what are you doing up? And he's editing pods and he's thinking of ways to help us grow and to help us be better. Uh, finding guests, reaching out to people in touch with Blue Wire, everything that you could need from a, a, a producer. Uh, that's Andrew. And he has an incredible um, fiance and parents and family to support him as well. Yeah. And I think about Benji and Chris and how they pour over so much film. I mean, my God, whether for Benji, it's more at the NBA level, but it can be uh, college too. And for Chris, it's the inverse of it for the most part, at least especially with draft class and how they commit themselves to the work that they do and how much they care about it. Because at the end of the day, that is the backbone of what we do. We are Nick's film school. We, we look at the film and we look at what's going on and we look at the other things around it that are interesting. And we found an audience that has that niche, that niche, because at the end of the day, if you're listening to this and you care enough about it and you're sticking with us, number one, we appreciate you. But number two, we know we're not for everyone. And I can tell you firsthand, like, I love putting the effort into these cap or no caps. It's so much fun. And the feedback that I've gotten has been great enough that I want to keep putting out effort and I want to keep thinking critically about this team. And if you don't like that stuff, that's cool. We're not going to cater to everyone. I don't I don't think we ever wanted to because we knew that was never going to be possible. So the way I see it is if you feel like you are able to do what we're doing, if you feel you're better than us, be better than us. Do it. That's not smack. That's not a dare. That's not a threat. If you feel like you can create something that helps Knicks fans have fun, understand the game, do whatever it is, just do it. Because to me, I don't see any of these other groups that talks about the Knicks, that writes about the Knicks, anything as competition. Because I know Knicks fans, and Knicks fans are fucking voracious. They will squeeze 25 hours of content into a 24-hour day. There is no way that there is too much content on the internet for the Knicks. It is never going to happen. So if you feel like you're able to provide something that others can't, or you think you can do a better job of it, please do it. Because there will be a niche for you. Just find it. But and they, like the way I see it for us as well, this has been a great year. It's been an awesome year. We keep growing. Uh, we surpassed a million downloads in less than six months. We have almost 10,000 people on our YouTube channel. We have thousands upon thousands of views for individual videos that are, like the support is incredible. And so the one thing I'll wrap up with is if you didn't know us before, you know us now and you're going to know us because we're not going anywhere. So get used to it. Oh, I love that. I I do I, I do want to just chime in very briefly the fact that all the content and I think that's for me at least what makes the community so special and why yesterday was kind of disheartening is because the best part about doing this over the last several years hasn't been I mean it's trust me what we do is was is great and I love the coming up with you guys and like and Chris and Benji and the whole thing but like the Strickland and Nick's, Nick, Nick's fan TV. Nick's fan TV did something nobody else has done in, in the history of the medium. He created a new thing. Like, that's part of this community. The Strickland's part of this community. Like, all of these individual content creators are out there kind of trying to do their thing. And, like, when it's, you know, when it's positive, I think it's good. And again, we we should all be better. I need to be better. I need to be a lot better keeping it positive and like not making it or, or bordering on making it personal. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's basketball, folks. <laughs> it's, it's baseball, Susan. Huh. Um, I'll just we transition after this. I'll just like Jeremy just laid it out. Like we don't do this 
like we work really hard at this, but we I think we've also done a successful job in showing our, our gratitude for everybody that's ever um, contributed via super chat or contributed via Patreon. Like we would just be three dudes on Zoom chatting about sports or the Knicks if it wasn't that. And yeah, this is something we work hard at and we are very grateful to it. And I think it says a lot about the community we created in the reaction to what was said yesterday. And I we appreciate all of that as well. Um, no sweat off our backs. We're going to be here continuing to cover this team a certain way at the most elite level, too. So... And if you're someone listening to this on the podcast or watching and you have no idea no what idea. we're talking about, God bless you. Good job. We, you Good don't want to know. You. Just fast forward. Like Unless a, you know the better. Exactly. We, Just fast forward. I'll put a timestamp in. Fast forward. Please. You have no idea because you, you don't have Twitter. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.